entrepreneur. It doesn't matter where you are currently located in the world because it's time to settle in and buckle up for another exciting and potentially profitable episode of The Marketing Minute with your host, Mark Newsom, otherwise known as Mr. Marketing. Hey, entrepreneur, this is Mark Newsom, Mr. Marketing, and welcome to another exciting and potentially profitable episode of The Marketing Minute. Ladies and gentlemen, today we are going to talk about how you, yes, you, can grow massively large, even if you're just starting out and you don't have a ton of money just yet. I'll tell you what inspired this. Recently, I was on YouTube watching a video from one of the uh, perennial seven-figure earners that I not only partner with because I'm an affiliate in one of his high-end affiliate programs, but... I was watching his video and in the thumbnail to the right, I saw a video from the one and only Gary Vaynerchuk, Gary B. So after watching that video, I switched over and started watching this Gary B video. It was from a live summit that I think he does once a year or something like that. But anyway, here was the gist of it. Gary was talking, he was doing Q&A and uh, strictly off the cuff, just talking to the audience. He allowed them to come to the uh, microphone fire any questions they wanted and he would just go off the cuff and give them his best sound advice and one of the things that he shared is way back when when he just graduated from college had absolutely no marketing skills whatsoever he was not sophisticated he hadn't become a best-selling author yet he had just sort of stepped into one of the major roles in the family-owned business this wine retail wine business that he had and I'm sure at that time they only had one location. And he said while he was in college, he would come home during the uh, the weekends and the summers. And he would help out in his, uh, I don't know if it was mother and father, at least his father's store. And now he was sort of stepping into a, a major managerial role. He said, and you know, when I first started, I wasn't that sophisticated. Uh, email had just sort of come out. There was no social media, nowhere near to where everything is developed now. And he said, you know, so I was just sort of firing from the hip. And he said one of the things he did to try to promote the business was he printed up some, I think he said 20% off coupons. And he didn't even uh, stipulate or articulate whether it was first time only customers or anybody. He just said he printed up these flyers and offered 20% off. He said he left some of the people in the store in charge, the employees. He made off to one of the uh, most popular malls in his immediate area. And without drawing too much notice to himself, he put these uh, coupons, you know, in the windshield of these cars. And he didn't even say, you know, A, if he offered scarcity, meaning like it had an extremely time-sensitive date on it to be used by a certain date or they expired worthless. And he didn't even say how well it did. You know, if he had 100, did he get 10% response, 20% response, whatever. He didn't even articulate that. So here's the first thing I want to bring to your attention as an astute marketer. First of all, do you see one way that he left money on the table? Now, remember, this is not the guy who we know now who is a mega best-selling author who has a social media agency of at least a thousand employees. He's a keynote speaker. He's seen all over television and social media. He's uh, in high demand 
to appear on podcasts as a guest and to appear at summits. We're not talking about that Gary B. We're talking about this youngster who had just graduated from college and was trying to keep payroll and, you know, keep money coming into the business and didn't have a lot of uh, sophistication, marketing or promotional sophistication at that point, which is, you know, completely understandable. And I'm sure he didn't uh, articulate, but I'm sure his uh, degree was not in marketing or advertising or promotion or anything like that. But I digress. Here's my point. As I just mentioned, since he didn't have a, um, a scarcity factor to his flyer, which going forward, ladies and gentlemen, Make sure you don't do that. If you're going to offer flyers to your uh, potential prospects, make sure you make them extremely time sensitive. It could be a number of days. I wouldn't go further initially than 10 days. They got 10 days to make it to your store or they miss out. You know, FOMO, fear of missing out. Now, here's the other thing. If you walked into a uh, mega Walmart in your area or a Target, and half the store's shelves were completely empty, what would your gut level reaction be? Probably the same as mine. They're on the verge of going out of business, this particular location. Well, the point being, he didn't say, say but I'd almost bet dime to donuts, Gary V did not have an offer on the back of those coupons from one of his top cross-promotional or joint venture partners. In fact, he said, in this particular talk that he doesn't like partners and so that's probably an indication right there that there was no uh, cross-promotional offer extremely time-sensitive pardon me pr cross-promotional offer on the back but I'm saying to you as a savvy entrepreneur when you see a flyer and I'm talking or if you make a flyer make sure think about your average standard eight and a half by eleven single-sided flyer now you flip it over you could do a couple of things number one you could have one market tested offer by one of your top joint venture partners or cross promotional partners, or you could have two, meaning you, you know, one at the top, one at the bottom, or you could have four. Each partner gets a quarter on the back side of your flyer. And let's say, just for sake of example, let's say you're going to have a thousand of these runoff. They each pay a quarter, which means, in essence, you would get the same promotion and exposure for free. Now, if you're thinking, well, why would they do that, Mark? Well, stop and think about it. If you're going to pass out these flyers, you and your, your uh, employees and associates, and you could give them to your vendors, you can give them to your suppliers, and you can give them to your employees to pass out. Here's the point. Where can they get that kind of exposure for a small amount of money? Like maybe a one-time investment of $100 because they probably can't get a thousand even at the best price the printer would be willing to give them they couldn't get a thousand anything let alone something two-sided printed for a hundred bucks now if you had let's say if you had a in this case say in Gary's uh, case he had one partner on the backside of that flyer. In that case, you need somebody who needs his same customers but has deep pockets, like say a local uh, retail appliance center. In this case, the 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 deal you as the uh, the entrepreneur who's the the catalyst, you know, the person that's putting this together, your thing would be you could have a couple of offers. Number one, 
they can give you 25% of the gross profits that they make on that first sale, meaning that when that first time new customer comes in, and of course they make it known that as long as that person drags another local person with them, they say the first person saved, the first customer, first time customer partner saves X. And as long as the guest also joins, in this case, the retail appliance centers list, they're going to, before they leave the store, they're going to save X as well. So you point out to them, hey, you keep all the additional back in from now on, the referrals, the testimonials, the repeat sales, you just compensate the this store owner 25 or X percent, whatever you can negotiate, plus all of your current and future employees are grandfathered in at a bare bones minimum of say 25% off any purchases they make. And if they drag a friend, and as long as they stay on the retail uh, appliance centers list and they drag a friend, they can get an additional 10% off even on something that's even on you know merchandise and inventory that's being discontinued or whatever the case may be. You know, a blowout sale, it doesn't matter. The point is, you want to negotiate something so that, and you could tell the retailer, you get exclusives. You get first dibs. If you don't want to ride on the back of my flyers, then I'll find somebody else. But as long as you want to participate, only you. In other words, you won't have two offers on the back, or as I mentioned, four quarter page offers, nothing like that. And here's the other thing. You let them know that you're giving in-house, you, you have, in periodically have in-house drawings, free, you know, free drawings to build your list, and you'll also be sending out their periodic offers to your ever-growing email list, and potentially what you'd like to do is have them, either the, the, the I'm talking about your cross-promoter or joint venture partner, you want to have them periodically, maybe once a month, come into your store, do a face book live in which they're inviting their social media audience and also their email audience to come into your store, do a meet and greet with you and uh, them. And as long as they drag a friend, they get X percent off and you have your laptop or your laptop, pardon me, right there uh, near the cash register. And it's they join your list, they're going to get a coupon that's going to save X. This kind of thing is very powerful. The point I was trying to get to is you could be promoting this, uh, in this case, it was Gary's wine business, by, think about it, your vendors, your current and future vendors, your suppliers, they have employees, do they not? They have vendors, suppliers, and VIP customers of their own. Ladies and gentlemen, that's enough right there. I mean, the synergy of all those particular components coming together, that's enough right there to massively grow your business. And then when you hook the back end to what you're doing, meaning additional offers, now you got some serious cash flow. As a matter of fact, just with the retail appliance center uh, owners alone, you could put together a strategy where you become a lead generator for them. And I talked about this before in other videos, but this concept is so powerful. And you say, well, what do you mean, Mark? In essence, think of it like this. You know what an affiliate marketer is, right? This is somebody who promotes another vendor's products or services, and they earn a commission on the sales, on that front end. Now, if it's a, a super sophisticated uh, affiliate marketing arrangement, they may get X percent on the front end and X percent on the additional back end sales. 
So what I'm saying is they could be, uh, in this case, the winery business, and it doesn't have to be a winery business, entrepreneur. I'm just, because this is what Gary B started out, and actually he's still involved in the family business. Because that's what he was talking about, I'm just using it as an example. But stop and think about it. The, the arrangement could be you get $100 per lead for every lead that becomes a customer for the retail appliance center, or it could be a retail furniture concern, whatever the case may be. And every time, let's say, I'm sorry, once you reach, say, 25 customers, then it bumps to $150 or $200, and it caps out, meaning you still only get this on the front end, and they're still keeping all of the back end. That's why they're willing to pay you a little bit more, in this case, double the amount per lead once you hit you know, a certain plateau, pardon me, uh, of uh, say 25, 30 customers, whatever it is. When you reach that, they bump you, double it, and now what you're trying to figure out is what is your ratio? What do you mean, Mark? How many of these do you need to give out in a month to produce a certain percentage of response? So let's just play with some numbers. If you give out 300 of these in a month, that's going to be indicative. And so many people convert to uh, first-time customers. That's going to be indicative of a certain response ratio. So, for instance, let's just play with some numbers. You pass out 300 and 65 become paying customers. So you just divide 65 into 300, and that tells you 21%. Well, you know your ratio now. You pass out 100, you get 21. You pass out uh, 200, you get 42. You pass out 3,000, and you get whatever, 21% or whatever the percentage is of that. Now, the reason why you want to know that is because based on whatever the current rent that they're paying for their commercial space, they could now say, okay, let's say they're paying $7,000 a month. And I know in some areas that's way too low. And in some areas it's outrageously high. The point being, now they simply divide, let's use 7,000 just as an example. So 7,000 divided by, and they're up to $200 a lead now. They need 35 of these to convert. 35 times 200 is $7,000. That's how many they need at 235 dollars to pay rent. And if they know they their ratio is 21%, then 35 is 20 21% of what number? That's the question. In this case it will be 1666. 1666. You see where I'm going with this? Now, here's the other thing. They could also partner up with say a local up and coming uh real estate brokerage company, commercial real estate brokerage company that manages commercial buildings or a management company of some kind that uh, caters to commercial tenants. And what they would do is offer a free bottle of, of their wine to the owners of these businesses through the broker. In other words, when a broker signs a lease or you know somebody signs a lease through the broker to rent one of these commercial spaces, the broker has a bottle of this mid-level wine as a free gift. And in there they have some, let's see how many, however many employees there are for that particular business or service, they get an extreme timely sensitive, a time sensitive, pardon me, gift certificate to give out to the employees. And the employees can either come along and save, you know, some smaller amount, 10% off, up to $100, or simply for dragging a guest who's at least 18, 
before the 10-day expiration date window expires, they can save much more off a, uh, a higher amount, like say 20% off or 25% off up to $500. And when the business has their anniversary, you know, meaning when they were uh, they first started the business, you'll send a complimentary bottle through the realtor, or you can have the owners of the business come down and pick it up. That way you don't have any shipping costs, you know, or any transportation costs. This is how you get the word out, ladies and gentlemen. Now think about it. Here's a company that's got 14 full-time, I mean, 14 employees, 10 full-time, four part-time, and not counting the owner or the owners. And the owner, say, at Thanksgiving, Christmas, or New Year's, hands out these coupons to the employees. At least some of them are going to not only redeem them, but they're going to drag a friend, which means you're getting exposed to your employee, their professional and personal inner circle, and their guest, their professional and personal inner circle, which means you're second and third generation out. You're picking up these new first-time customers, some of whom are going to repurchase. And depending on whatever else they sell in there, if they have, you know, low, uh, mid-level, and high-level champagnes, whatever. The, I don't really know, you know, what they sell in the stores. But the point is, they could start marketing to these people, and if they're strategically using email by building their email list when they get ready to discontinue a wine as a matter of fact they could have on their uh, capture page check this box if you want to be notified when we discontinue uh, certain uh, wines and if the people check the box and they're letting you know they want to be notified in which case that's a whole separate segmented list think about it and they could send them periodic offers and whatever else the point being is what I'm trying to get at is even though Gary Bean, when he was first starting out, because I mean, he's a hustler, pure and simple, even with a limited budget, but a good marketing plan, promotional plan, your retail winery business or whatever kind of business you have could still make a go of things. As a matter of fact, Gary could have some of his, or in this case, let's use you, your wine, uh, retail wine business could go have your top female uh, uh, managers or, or workers go around to wherever they get their nails or hair done and bring a sample bottle of wine with them to give to the owners. In which case now when the owners sample it, they'll like it. And what do you think they'll do? They'll tell their customer base. Bingo. In which case now, you're again leveraging another non-directly competing businesses or services of current and future customer base. And again, they'll probably brag to their vendors and their suppliers, in which case they can hand, I mean, in this case, the hair or nail salon or the barbershop could hand the vendors an extreme. They have to date it. It's got to have uh, the date can't be any more than, say, 10 days out and not uh, 10 business days, 10 physical days. They just simply look on the calendar, count out whatever that 10th day is. They mark it down. That's the expiration date that these people happen to take advantage of the offer or they're subject to whatever the current prices are if and when they ever come to the store, go to the website, or whatever the case may be. The point being, your retail uh, wine selling business could be growing exponentially for literally pennies on the dollar simply by using some extremely low-cost, high-powered, I might add, marketing strategies or tactics. 
And I hope you can see that. Now, ladies and gentlemen, before we move on and you can get on with the rest of your day, we just have a little housekeeping we need to do. First of all, if you got value out of this episode, and I sincerely hope you did, please share this with anyone you know who's an aspiring entrepreneur because, ladies and gentlemen, we gladly accept your referrals. Okay? Now, here's the other thing. Ladies and gentlemen, if you know of any entrepreneurs who have, or if you yourself, have a business entrepreneurial base related podcast and you're proactively looking for guests I don't care how large or small your audience is I would love to be a guest on your show what you need to do is simply reach out to me via my blog's contact page you can market online now.com forward slash contact put in there guest podcasting opportunities uh, Put a link to your show so I can at least listen to a couple of back episodes. And if you honestly think we are a fit, I trust your judgment. Let's set up a time when I can appear on your show. It would be my pleasure to do so. Now, here's the other thing. Entrepreneur, I want you to go to my blog. You can market online now.com. Don't skip any spaces, no hyphens. And I want you to read at least three blog posts, pardon me. If there's a video in there, especially if it's one of mine, I want you to watch it twice. If there is an embedded podcast episode like this in there, I want you to listen to it at least twice. You don't have to do this all in one day, obviously. And this is not from an egotistical standpoint, ladies and gentlemen. What I'm suggesting is the more time you listen, times, pardon me, you listen to this type of information, the more creative juices multiplication you will have. You'll get ideas I never would have come up with, and that's the point. And so what I want you to do is after you read those three blog posts, something's going to become incredibly obvious to you. A, either we're simply not a match because I promise you, ladies and gentlemen, if you read three of my blog posts in three different categories, listen to watch at least my the videos, if it's one of my videos or anybody else's videos in there for that matter, and listen to the uh, if there's an embedded podcast episode and you honestly say you got nothing out of it, then it's just obvious we are simply not a match. On the other hand, if your creative juices are sparked, you get a ton of ideas and you're excited, which I hope you sincerely will be, then by all means, you and I need to be doing some business, in which case you need to be paying for some uh ongoing or at least one hour of consultation with me and ladies and gentlemen my rates are incredibly affordable it's just $250 an hour you can do one and done it's not what I would suggest but it's your budget and it's your business or service on the other hand if you're really looking to compound your value we could do a three-month maintenance plan I'll throw in an additional hour for free which means you invest $750 and you get an hour bonus for free. That's a thousand dollar value. And you get the links to each episode via uh, Zoom, Z O M dot US, not an affiliate link of any kind, in case you're wondering. And you'll have them from now on. And that way, down the road, if you ever decide you want to pick right back up, we can do that. And here's the other thing, ladies and gentlemen, that I want you to think about these additional ideas that you get. You can go back and hook them together with other things, other entrepreneurs. There are entrepreneurs right now in your local area, ladies and gentlemen, who none of this is ever going to occur to them. You could be the catalyst that helps them get over the hump and become their back end, or they can become your back end. Think about it. Now, here's the other thing. Let's see you say you and I set up a 15-minute time to jump on Zoom 
to do a 15-minute uh, power consultation, or what I like to call a discovery session. You bring one issue to the table, and we get after it, okay? And you're under absolutely no obligation. In fact, if you have any doubt, then I absolutely positively do not want you to go any further, okay? Now, here's the reason why I say that, that you do that, though. Ladies and gentlemen, there's a very good chance your current contacts, resources, and assets could be monetized in ways you haven't even thought of. For example, if you know of any non-franchise, retail, jewelry stores, furniture concerns, or uh, it's uh, retail furniture concerns, retail jewelry stores, and the third one is, uh, is retail furniture, jewelry, appliance centers. There we go. Now, let's see what happens when you have too much on your plate. But here's the point. If you know of any of those owners, you bring us together strictly as the go-between, the broker. Any monetary JV revenue, and when I say JV, joint venture revenue sharing arrangement I put together with them, just for being the go-between, the broker, ladies and gentlemen, I'll cut you in half of my 25% because I normally uh, am compensated by them on a 25% uh, performance basis, meaning for every dollar I help them get that they didn't have before we started, they are more than happy to compensate me 25%. I'll cut you in on half of that. And here's the really exciting part, in case you haven't realized this. Ladies and gentlemen, this has nothing to do with me, this arrangement I'm talking about. You're free to do this right now in your own local marketplace. Now, I'm not suggesting you're going to go out tomorrow and put together 25 joint ventures over the next 90 days. What I am telling you is, this particular strategy is proven, and you can run with it. And if you start off, by the way, with your current vendors and suppliers, and you ask them the magic question, and you say, well, what is this magic question thing, Mark? Now, you veterans know, but if this is your first couple of times listening to the Marketing Minute with Mark Newsom, you may not be familiar with it. Here is the magic question. I want you to start asking this of your current. Now, when I say vendors, I'm talking about vendors you already have and suppliers uh, an established relationship with. You simply ask them, is it okay to periodically refer you new business and customers? 95 to 98% of the time, when you ask that question on the front end, ladies and gentlemen, with vendors you already know and they already know, like, and trust you, you are going to get an emphatic yes. And your immediate backup question is, and by the same token, as long as it doesn't take away from anything you're currently doing now or will have going in the future, are you okay with returning the favor? Again, statistically speaking, you'll get a, nine, a 95 to 98% of the time, you'll get a yes on your back end question too. And when you do, that's potentially open the door to opportunity wide open which means they've said yes to you leveraging their current future assets, resources, connections, social media presence, etc. And speaking of social media, ladies and gentlemen, I'd be remiss if I didn't say this. I sincerely hope you're rocking social media. I'm rocking social media. But ladies and gentlemen, don't forget, you and I don't own those mediums. The uh, Reed Hoffmans of LinkedIn, uh, the Mark Zuckerbergs of Facebooks, they're the landlords, you and I are the glorified tenants. And I guarantee you, in the time it's taken you to listen to this one particular uh, podcast episode, somewhere online in the world, somebody's A had one 
or several of their social media accounts temporarily or permanently shut down. That's a fact. In fact, I'm told, because I don't do Facebook ads, but I'm told it's getting harder and harder to qualify to run Facebook ads. That's just the way it is. It's their place. His platform, Mark Zuckerberg, and they can do what they want. So on that note, one last thing that I, I want to bring to your attention, ladies and gentlemen, about all of this. Marketing, promoting, is a mindset and a perspective. It doesn't have to be this way. It doesn't have to be that way. It's your mindset and your perspective that fuels it. Now, some people call that creativity. I don't care what you call it. But you should learn to leverage and utilize it because it can pay you from now on. Okay? On that note, and by the way, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to set up the free 15-minute power consultation, I'm located, if you're in the States, I'm located on what's called New York Time or the East Coast, EST, Eastern Standard Time. If you're in California, we're at least three hours difference. If you're anywhere between California and New York, we're between one and two hours difference time. You go to the contact page of my blog, youcanmarketonlinenow.com forward slash contact. You put in there free discovery session or 15-minute consultation session so I have an idea what the email is about. I'll get back to you when it's time, but you'll need to give me your area code, phone number, and uh, your time zone and the best time to reach you. And preferably, we'll try to do this Monday through Friday, but if need be, we could do it on a Saturday afternoon as well, just depending on you know each other's schedule. But on that note, ladies and gentlemen, this is Mark Newsom. And remember, if you and I are not compatible, ladies and gentlemen, it's okay because there are literally millions of men and women coming online every day who are desperately looking for this type of expertise. And if you're not one of them, it's okay. We can still be friends. This is Mark Newsom, Mr. Marketing. And yes, entrepreneur, I am definitely looking forward to being with you again very shortly with another exciting and potentially profitable episode of The Marketing Minute. And remember, entrepreneur, it's not how or where you started at. It's where you ultimately end up that counts.